Yo, what's up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man Carl Payne. And you're listening to the Eminem and Eminem show. Mm, okay. <laughs> Did I say too many M's? <laughs> what's going on, world? Your man, Mr. Mac. And I'm Crystal Levin. This is the Eminem and M show, a.k.a. the... Okay. Show coming to you live and direct with a man who really needs no introduction. Unless you're a casual, then you need all the introductions in the world, and that's your fault, not his, mine, or Crystal's. Uh, this is one of the few MCs to go toe-to-toe with Biggie and hold his own. This is the pride of Philadelphia, who went on to become a legendary MC, legendary lyricist, and then a lawyer. I don't know how that happened, but it totally happened. Uh, homeboy, could you please introduce yourself so people know I'm not lying? What's good, people? This is Tracy Lee, like my man said, straight out of Philly, Howard University graduate, as well as Southern University graduate, HBCU all the way around, and now uh, with the title of Esquire. Good to see both of you today. Welcome. All I heard was money. All I heard was money. Everything that came out of his mouth just said, it's expensive to talk to me. It's expensive to talk to me. It's expensive to talk to me. But it's also, you can, okay, you can get expensive without having like sort of real accolades like you put in real time it seems like yeah to get I these mean, things it's not like you didn't you didn't purchase you know what's it I, called like you know super mario brothers like you get a mushroom and then boop nah nah a lot, lot of years of education and even on the music side just a lot of years of putting in work like people just think i popped up on the scene which you know from a national perspective i did you know being signed to a major label but you know, the grind starts way before they that. They say every overnight success takes seven to ten. That's right. Sometimes longer. You know what yeah. I'm saying? How long was overnight, your ride? Yeah. How, what, what, what was the ride like getting to... I mean, most people know you from, you know, uh, everywhere that my crew go. We know your first jump off. But what was the process getting from point A to point B? It really, it goes back to high school, man. I'm 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 a product of the '80s, so you know I'm I'm really of the era of of the Steady Bees and the Fresh Princes of the world. Uh, Will Smith, to most people know him as Will Smith now, but mm-hmm. um, I'm really f- cut from that cloth. And so mm-hmm. you know I had been trying to get deals since high school, and then um, you know once I you know got to Howard, you know I, I figured because I'm a avid sports fan as well, so I was looking to be a color commentator. I was an athlete in high school. I got a couple uh, offers, you know, scholarship offers, Division Two though. So, you know, my ego wouldn't allow me to do the Division, the, the, the Division Two grind. So it was like, you know, it, it's still my passion. So I really went to what have, sport? Um, basketball, baseball. Um, those were two, two, the two primary sports. We didn't have a football program, so, mm-hmm. um, but. You know, once I got to Howard, it was like, uh, you know, after pursuing trying to get a deal, it was like, you know, let me put that to the side, get to get to my other passion. But, you know, in, in front of the camera, if you will, as a color commentator. And that really lasted one semester once I ran into Derek D. Angeletti and the rest was history from there. You know what I'm saying? Derek D. Angeletti, a.k.a. the Mad Rapper, which Correct. I was. Why are you mad, son? Yeah, that dude. <laughs> if you if you now. Okay. See, I didn't know the name. I knew the Mad Rapper, but I didn't know the name. I'm this, this is something. This is a. This is, a this is something I need to. This is something I need to start off with, like right now, for all those listening. This interview is not for the casual fan. We will be doing deep dives into some real hardcore cultural stuff. So if you're not aware, I don't want you to feel bad. No, I'm going to be the one speaking for the people and asking I want you the to dumb feel questions. bad, though. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel bad already. Like, already. No, barely. not you. you, you no, you. but I am because there's going to be stuff I don't know, but that also means that I'm going to ask the questions that people want to know. No, I so, get like, you, that. You guys dive deep and I'm going to ask the clarifying questions because I'll be like, what? <laughs> but okay, once that. you get to the attachments, you're going to be like, oh. Right. Oh, it's no, like I love if 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 you if you ever. have the passion to dive deep, which is why I'm going to finish addressing the audience. Listen, people. All right. If you don't want to be on the outside looking in, this is your opportunity to do your googles. Yes. In the, in the words of somebody else from Tracy Lee's era, do your googles. Yes. And, and figure out exactly what's happening out here because we're not going to slow down so you can catch up. All right. <laughs> Everybody good. All right. Fantastic. Three, two, one, go. Back. Back to it. Back to it. So D dot was the, did D dot find you in school? Um, what happened was what well, at the time D dot you know he's he's an MC first. So he was in a before Two Kings and the Cipher even formed. You know, 
and, and it formed at Howard University. Yeah, which is a group with him and Amin Ra, who later became a production team called mm-hmm. the Mystery System, who would later become a part of the whole Hitman situation. I saw D Dot and this cat named China Black rhyming in front of Blackburn Center. Now, Blackburn Center is a centralized building on Howard's campus that everybody congregated at noon and all this other stuff. So I saw him rhyming over there. This is me after I retired, you know, so to speak, at, at 17 years old. You know what I mean? And so I'm listening to him. And I'm like, yo, this dude is nice. So I go over there. I was like, yo, you do that for real? He was like, yeah, you know. And so we built, that's like my big bro, like even to this day. Like, so he's the one that kind of put the, put the, put the fire up under me again to want to continue to pursue my passion, which is music, which is hip hop, which is emceeing. And from that point on, man, I just, I followed what he was doing, you know, again, with Two Kings and the Cypher, um, you know, uh, and then, you know, as a production team, and he always looked back. He always was like, yo, Trey, what you doing? Yo, Trey, you, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that. And he's the one that brought me to Mark Pitts. Now, Mark Pitts also went to Howard, and people that don't know who Mark Pitts is, he is now the president of Sony RCA. You know what I'm saying? Not not president of black music, yeah, but he's the president of RCA, and so he's the one that signed me to buy Storm because of D-Dot. And because And how old were you then? I was 26 when I... I'm trying to figure out how you were 17 on a college campus. Because my birthday was late. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my okay. it's in October. You know what I'm saying? The semester right. started in August. You know what I mean? So, okay. that's what right. was. You know what I mean? I was about to say, like, what kind of genius are you just... No, nah, no, nah, I wasn't nah, nah, I wasn't nah. How many I grades barely, did you skip? <laughs> I turned 18, like, the last day of high school. Like, I was... Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I was right behind you, yeah. Yeah, so the you... The youngins know, of our class. Exactly. You got a whole, a whole other exactly. Okay, I get you. I, I just checking. I thought there might have been an accolade under there that he was just keeping from us. Like, I, know, I skipped a bunch of grades and went to college. And, and he <laughs> nah, I, was, nah. I was hanging out at 16, just turned right. 17, and here comes D-Dot. I was in the Latin Quarter at 16, though, and that was, that was beautiful. Ooh, you were not supposed to be there. I was not supposed to be there. Like, under yeah. any circumstances, we were supposed to be there. At 16. Were you tall? Did you get tall fast? No, People nah, just assume that you... Nah, nah, I was. Look, I don't know. I, I promise you, that night is a blur. It's not a blur, but it is a blur because I went to another spot called Paradise Garage. I don't know if y'all remember that. But that joint used to be open all night. So after LQ, you went to that spot. And so, yeah. Oh, wow. Was, yeah, yeah. How did you not... How did, how, did, how did you not end up on Bad Boy? Like, you, you were so closely affiliated. You had all the ties. Mark Pitts... By Storm, for those who don't know, he was managing Biggie, I believe. Yes. Like, he absolutely could have just plugged you in with Puff and got that deal going. How did you not end up as one of Bad Boy's MCs? Well, funny you say that because of my crew at the time at Howard. Because Mark went to Howard, Puff went to Howard, Dot went to Howard, Palmer Ron went to Howard. Like, everybody, this is all a Howard thing. But at that time... Um, my crew was called Power Move, and then lay, later morphed into R and F. We had another crew in our, in, you know, we had another MC uh, uh, group in our crew by the name of One Step Beyond, and Puff was actually looking at them. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. they was at the house up in Scarsdale when when Usher was up there, and the, I mean the very beginning stages. So they was actually he was actually looking at them. He had already had like you know uh, Craig Mack you know, big, under the belt, you know what I'm saying, all these solo MCs, so he wasn't really looking for that at that time. And then, to be quite honest, I don't think Puff really, really was was into me like that, you know what I'm saying? I, that That's just my, per- I never had a conversation with Puff, but I, you know, he always used to make comparisons to me to, to uh, uh, of me and Redman. He always thought I sound like Redman, so he didn't think, you know what I'm saying, that that would be a good fit. But you know what y'all I'm got in common was the bandana back then. Like, give me a break. I didn't. I didn't hear that either, bro. I didn't hear that. Me neither. Like, that's ridiculous. All right, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Go but, ahead. But, but, go but, ahead. but, but, nevertheless, once Mark got his situation, and and Dot, like I said, I got to give all credit to Dot, and I give some credit to Big too, because Dot is the one. You know, once Mark broke from up under the bad boy umbrella and went over to Universal and got his deal with, you know, with his imprint by Storm, um, Dot kept pursuing the issue. Like, yo, man, you got to listen to this. You got to look because I knew Mark, but he didn't know I got busy. So once he started, you know listening to the tapes and he would listen to the tape to the cassettes for all you youngers out there once he started listening to the cassettes then big was in the car with him you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so big and and, and even season though know, they would listen to the joints be like yo your man is nice yo your man is nice you know what i'm saying you so know what's crazy 
I was just going to say, you know, when you're listening to music, sometimes it actually does affect how you hear it, depending on who you're with and that's how they f- respond to it. Well, that's like, if you f- listen to something by yourself on, on some headphones, you'd mm-hmm. be like, all right, it's cool. But when you put it on and like people start banging that's, that's and like f- expressing themselves, you're like, oh, this shit's extra. Oh, this yep. is nice. This that's is way... Okay. <laughs> no, 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 that's real. I mean, influ- I tell people all the time, mm-hmm. man, it's, it, you know, you, you most people don't like it until an influencer likes it. You see what I'm saying? Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're coattail riders for sure. Well, <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, it's, but some things grow on you once. Once somebody, okay, first of all, I'm just gonna talk shit. Body, yadi yadi, can't stand it until it got so popular that now when it comes on, I'm like, body, yadi, yadi. Like, I'll do the dance <laughs> and I get busy and oh, I didn't want to like it, but now it's just part of the fabric. It's current. Whatever, mm-hmm. but that is how a lot of and that's most and that's most listeners. You know what I'm saying? And that's most yeah. listeners. Um, but but nevertheless, I don't call myself a critique, a cr- critic. Instead of critique. Nah, uh, like, hey, no, so, hey, knock yourself out. I'm not. I'm not. Me- I'm not judging. <laughs> yeah, you are. I just. I just don't. I want to make sure that I'm in the right room. Yeah, word, word. No, anyway. So keep going. Yes. So influencers. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, but that that was really it, man. Once making power. Yeah. Yeah, once Mark, you know what I'm saying, you know, was listening to it and 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 you know, of course Dot Dot is Dot is the biggest cheerleader. He's like the, you know, he's the, he's the smallest guy in the room, but he's the loudest guy in the room. So he's on tables, he's doing all kind of and you know, of course it's big, it's like yeah. So then that that's how it came to fruition. You know what I mean? Mark was like, "All right, let's do the deal." And uh, so I signed my deal in April of 96. And then to tell you how fast thing goes, things go, um, this record started being heard, the theme, if you will, after like two other records had been made that we thought would be those records. Like I made a record called Showtime with Faith mm-hmm. Evans mm-hmm. that we circulated in the street. Um, Clue was like, nah. Flex was like, nah. You know, all these cats in New York was like, nah. So we didn't go with that. Then there was another record I did called I Like It Like That where I used the D'Angelo sample uh, from Lady. You know what I'm saying? Okay. This was back in 96. Hot record. Kick Capri loved the record, but, you know, as far as radio records, you know, the radio DJs, nah, nah, nah. But then here comes the theme, and this is in October of 1996. So this is how fast this thing happens. I signed my deal in April, October. We got a record that they all packed. Clue, Flex, all of them was like, nah, boo, get it out of here, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't until Red Alert Red Alert. Mm. Red Alert's the one that said, yo, this record is fire. And once he said it was fire, that was the OG, give, going back to the influencer, right. saying, yo, this record is hot. Now everybody falls in line. And right. then the rest is history. I said what I said and I meant what I said. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's it a shame, Mac. It's, it's terrible, Mac. It's that terrible. Is, that is ridiculous. <laughs> but people don't, listen, people don't know what they like and a lot of people can't see quality like you can't see the cream is supposed to rise to the top, but it's all mixed up. It's like shh, we're just all listening to everything at the same time. Yeah, it's like a shh for real. Oh, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Definitely. The, Definitely. The milk is all shaken. Like, it most certainly chance, is. But we don't get a chance to let the cream rise to the top. He's disgusting. So, some yeah. people do. Some people don't. I'm not yeah, here to judge yeah. a lifestyle player. Whatever you do. <laughs> Just. My friend, she was, sorry, change the subject. My girl said she was going uh, to Colorado. I said, for what? And she went like this. And I go, oh, wow. Two? <laughs> <laughs> for those listening, she was doing ski moves. And uh, I said, what, you jerking off two at the same time? <laughs> she was like, nasty. <laughs> but anyway, um, back oh, to sure. back to quality. Back to quality, yes. though. Yes. You know, a lot of us don't know how to hear it. Like, what makes quality to you? You we were talking to, last week, we talked to... Um, um, Bishop Brigante about mm-hmm. um, um, what's it called? The rooms that he's got on Clubhouse, and they 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 stack the top three or the top you know whatever from each city. Yeah. Of which Tracy and, is a usual suspect, right? And and they actually have criteria. The problem is most of us don't have criteria. We don't have like a set level of like things that we're set. We're talking about like or enjoy versus mm-hmm. quality lyricism. Commercial success. What are the other ones that he said? Mm-hmm. That Critical are success, commercial Critical. success, longevity, right. body of work. There we go. That that's for determining the greatest. That's not necessarily for determining yes. the best or even your favorite, which can be two total, which can be three separate things. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, by that criteria, body of work, longevity, commercial, critical success. 
all that all that good stuff. Jay Z is going to round out as the greatest right. because he checks all those boxes at a high level. Right. Does that automatically make him the best MC? Nope. Yeah. Nah, nah, not 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 even. There are MCs who I put above him in skill level, but they don't check off all the other boxes. Right. Does that automatically make him my favorite? No, he's one of my favorites, right. but that doesn't that criteria only qualifies him as the greatest. I my 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 um my comparison for that for trying to make people understand is oh if you're a football head, you understand that while Tom Brady may be the greatest. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's a more skilled quarterback. He does things that Pat, that that Brady just can't do. However, if we're talking about the greatest of all time, then Aaron Rodgers gets the nod. Right. But does that make so him you the mean best? Tom Brady gets the nod. You Tom, mean Tom Brady gets yeah. the nod. Right. Tom Brady gets the nod. Does that make him the best? Nah. I, some some of the greatest MCs oh, that's can't that. outrun my favorites. They can't. They, they can try, but it, it'd be embarrassing. I was going to compare it to modeling. I was like, the prettiest girl isn't necessarily the one that gets the biggest contract or the most recognizable <laughs> or the whatever. Like, she just has more success. Therefore, she's a better look. No. <laughs> right. She just won. They're winning, and therefore, they either have the team or they have the money or the, the whatever to create that thing or just keep mm -hmm. going. Or, yeah. One of Nothing against Jay-Z, but I do like quality better. One like, of the biggest DJs in the world is Funkmaster Flex. Yeah, yeah. But on turntables, going one-on-one, -on -one, Kid Capri would bust his ass. Excuse me, excuse me. I'll do you even better than that. Jazzy Jeff of the Fresh Prince <laughs> would bust his ass. And, and Easy, like... Easily. Like, it, it, would, it wouldn't even be... It, it wouldn't even be close. It would Jazzy be would kill him. It and he's what... He's one of the biggest DJs out. Like, you can't say Funkmaster. You can just say Flex, and everybody knows who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But if they had to compete one-on-one... -on -one, Embarrassing. All he does is drop bombs. No, he can spin. He can, he, he can DJ. He can... He can, he can I haven't witnessed it much. I'm but sure he's capable. He, he can... I've absolutely seen him in shows doing his thing. He can spin he and get busy. Okay. With that said, Jeff... Jazzy Jeff of the Fresh Prince would bust Flex's ass. And Flex wouldn't even want that smoke if he was nah. smart. Nah. Mm -mm. And that's the difference between oh. the greatest and the best. Well, okay, I got a question. So we know your commercial success. What's your favorite um, project or song, both, of your own? You want to go first, Mac? Well, because you just listed two that didn't make it, that you were, you know. No, she's talking fine. to you, bro. This is she, she said both of us. No, 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 both. Project and song. Oh, what's my favorite? Yeah, yeah. Uh, of of somebody of else's no, of, of mine own. oh of yours um project, no commercial success that's just popularity right or right Pro project definitely this this my latest glory I, it's not even it's not it, it's not even close honestly um just because of the way that I went about doing it like I've never written a project like I have five albums that I've done you know one of which you've heard four of the others you probably haven't, including Glory, but Glory is the only project that I've written actually in two months. Like, and people that know my process know I don't work like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very meticulous about the things that I say and how I put it together and all the other stuff. This particular project just flowed. It was almost like the, the, the pen was writing by itself. It was, it, was, wow. it was as if I was a vessel. You see what I'm saying? It was like divine intervention going on here. I wrote it in the middle of the pandemic. So we got all of this, all of these things going on around me. Um, and then the we put it together where, and shout out to my brother Old Jez, who, who who produced the entire album. Actually, he did my last two projects, but the kid is for not, I mean, he's not a kid kid, but he's 20 years younger than I am. But he provided me with a sound, a youthful, a youthful way of being me. You see what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. it still has those, you know, those, those elements from my era, but he added that, that, that flavor of today, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. within the mix of that. Um, but we were able to sequence the album before I even wrote a word. Mm. And then, so musically, sonically, it was already within a, with the, we already created a sound that we wanted to have and a theme that we wanted to have for the album. But then I wrote each rhyme or each song in order. 
from one to 12. So I, again, it wasn't like I took songs and mixed, mixed and them. had to sequence them. You, you know what I'm saying? Story. And I wrote it as if it was a story. And That's so just, just that process alone, um, this this by far is my best project. You know what I'm saying? Um, as far as song is concerned, I mean, you know, the, the natural gravitation is, you know, the me and Big joint, you know, just just based on the experience. You know, theme, I, I like the theme, but the thing I don't like about the theme is that I get pigeon-held a lot of times to the theme because the theme is the only thing, which is party is party time, which mm -hmm. is a song that probably most people know more than any other, anything that I've done. So mm -hmm. they automatically put me in that box. They don't even Expect know. that from you, right? Right. They don't even know the skill set. They don't even know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that record right there, honestly, that, that, that D-Dot came into fold and he had to coach me, not right, he had to coach me how to write that way. Because prior to that, it was straight. I, I, I mean, I'm a spitter. So it was mm -hmm. the things that I was doing was from the block. Things that I was doing was da 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, all of that. He had to show me or coach me how to, you know, take some words out, how to make it more melodic, how to, you know what I'm saying? But but still be, be you know what I'm saying? You popular, yeah. Yeah, so 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 I, I love that record because it, it definitely put me in places that I, I I've never been and still continue to be because of that record. But it's not my favorite record, like the big joint. And I got another joint on another album on, on, on ESQ that I've done. It's called Vision, which mm -hmm. really breaks down my hiatus. It really gives you a deep dive into really what happened. Like in case you know, you, you thought I fell off or disappeared. Like, I, I'm very transparent about what happened in the business. I'm very transparent about my feelings toward Mark and Derek and the things that I thought that they did personally to me in this game. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, and you know, me and Dot, you know, we had we, we had exchange, we had an exchange about it, and he was kind of salty at me at first, but then he kind of understood after the fact. Like, that, this, I mean, am I lying? Nah, I'm right. not. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm not lying about anything that I said. So, mm -hmm. But it's just that I happen to now voice what I what I what I've been feeling over all of these years and put it in a musical form and put it for, you know put it out there for people to consume and digest and things like that. But that's a that's a deep dope record, you know what I'm saying? So did that actually confronted you after you heard that record? Oh yeah 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 yeah. We had you know a, a, a phone call, you know what I'm saying? Because I shot a video too and I had some old footage, you know what I'm saying? And so I, I I was showing faces and all this other stuff, and it's like, yo, you got me on blast, da da da, and you saying this and that, the pop, you know what I mean? Um, but again, okay, so I tell people all the time as a writer, you know, if, if it wasn't for the fact that God gave me a gift to write and spit and all of that, I'd have I probably have to go see a psychiatrist. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Or, or or something like that, because this is an outlet for me, and so for me to be able to, you know what I mean? So, so for me to be able to hold all of that for those many years, I had to figure out a way to get it out. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Without being angry, without right. being like, "Yo, I'm, I'm coming to see you," and this was the perfect way to do it. Now, how somebody feels after that, it really wasn't my concern. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm looking out for my well-being and all that kind of stuff. But I, I can see how you could be salty. You know what I'm saying? Because if it's not showing you in a net in, in a positive light then, yeah, you're going to have some type of reaction to but it. But if it's showing you in an honest light, though, like, I, okay, and even that's not 100% fair, I guess, because everybody is the villain in somebody's story, right? Absolutely. Everybody. You you could do, you could think you're doing the right thing, turn around, somebody's looking at you like you're crazy. Now, the only question you need to ask yourself when that happens is, is that person entitled to feel the way that they do? Are they justified and making yeah. me the villain. Am I legitimately the bad guy or from their perspective? Yeah. Are they warping things to make me the bad guy? Are you mm -hmm. are you switching things around so I look terrible because you don't want to take accountability for what you did? Those are the only two things that really come out in the wash. I just make it a point that if I'm going to be the bad guy, it's either it's either something I'm cool to take accountability for like I, I yep I did that yep totally did that you had it coming sorry but I did that or you have to you have to perform those mental gymnastics in order to make me the bad guy right 
Right. I did the right thing. You know I did the right thing. You're just you're just not happy about how it came out, but you know that I did the right thing. And and the only thing that I did, which is really and 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 and, and you know a, after the fact I had to think about it, it was really my it was really my fault because of the way I looked at the business. The only thing that I did was, as I said. How could you do that? How could you not um, inform me of how this business is? And you're supposed to be my man. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Right. So, so in other words, I mix friendship with business. That's exactly what I did. I mixed friend and I made certain assumptions, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Based on prior friendship before Mm -hmm. we got to the sign contracts and before we got into bed with regards to doing business. That that was my mistake that I didn't understand. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so with that came some feeling behind it. You know what I mean? So, and that's really what I said on the record. Like, yo, y'all couldn't give me a warning. You know what I'm saying? Y'all couldn't give me like, yo, this is what's going to happen coming down the line because you got to remember back then, man, all I wanted to do was get on. All I wanted to do was play music. You know what I'm saying? I ain't ain't want nothing to do with the, uh, as far as the business acumen of the industry is concerned. That was not my concern. But that was naivety on my part. You see what I'm saying? To think that you could stay in that. So exactly. many in that bubble. artists fell exactly. into that trap. So, yep. So as, as, as most of us do. As yeah. most of us do. Yeah, but... I mean, it's like those those Where Are They Now shows. And, you know, every single one, they're discussing their first deal and how they didn't know and weren't warned. Either didn't have proper lawyers, didn't have lawyers, signed whatever it, it said. All the... What's it called when you have to pay it back? Um, Recouping. Recouping. Recouping, yeah, all the recruitment. Like they thought they were living high, private mm-hmm. planes, wearing. All you got to do is look at new editions for videos. that. <laughs> but that's but that's Funny all practice. by design. Yeah. But that's all by design. They 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 prey on the naive. You dig? Mm-hmm. And then, but the thing is, what do you do after you figure it out? You know what I'm saying? Well, okay. So, in that situation, with the criteria that I just that I just described, Dot has some things to answer for. Like, okay. Business-wise, you operated in a business way. Really, Mark? Let, 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 let's 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 put Mark, Mark D. Dot like yeah. if they were your man. You know what I mean? If they, I, I I consult people professionally when it comes to the music industry deals, strategies, etc., marketing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If you, my man, and I let you sign something that I know is Fugazi and I'm letting you do it because that's the way the game go but I'm not telling you about it mm-hmm. that's kind of on me that's me so I should have so, did something so let, let me be fair it wasn't necessarily the deal per se because the deal that I signed was pretty standard back then you know what I'm saying 55th on the pub it was a co-pub. It was eight points or something like that. You know, whatever artist was signing for at that particular time, you know, uh, prior to, you know, Master P coming along and being the genius that he is and really shifting the business for the better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't really that. It was, now that we're here, what are the proper steps to take? You see what I'm saying? Like, um, uh, you know, I did one album under Universal and then under Boston Universal and then Boston goes to LaFace after after the first album. Now, mind you, like I told you how fast this thing went and went from being signed in April to really the record start getting played in October, November, released the actual record in January nationally, put the album out March, you know, same day as big. You see what I'm saying? So when does when do people have an opportunity to understand and know who Tracy Lee is, mm-hmm. right? Building the artist in order to have success. So if you don't build the artist to have success, when it's perceived as being a failure under a new system, which is universal, which had which knew nothing about pushing hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying this is a this is a brand new company here. Universal just has no clue. You know what I'm saying. Right. So so now it's really the the, the, the company looking at. You know, wins and losses, checks and balances. I mean, not checks and balances, in the red or in the black. Right. Oh, we in the red? Oh, we got to cut that off. You see what I mean? Uh, Let's write that off. We'll take what's in the black, take what's in the red. We'll balance that out. Take take our losses, you know, make sure our books are straight. Blah, they're not looking at it from a from a musical stand, building the artist, cultural. They're not looking at none of that. Mm-hmm. So 
then I become the sacrificial lamb. These are the things that I was not aware of. You see what I'm saying? Right. These how are the you were going to fit into a new company, how you're right. like, what are Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So then, so then that becomes another discussion. That becomes, okay, so how do we, how do we, how now do we, what happens? How do we work around this? Mm-hmm. How do we, how do we build the artist now? You see what I'm saying? Those, those are the things that I was kind of agitated about and because you take your company and you go to LaFace, but yet you leave me on Universal. Or should I say Universal says that they want an opportunity to make their money back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because they've given you, by storm, this money. You didn't make that money back. So you can go wherever you want, but we need an opportunity to make our money back. We'll keep Trey, who's the most successful artist that you had on your label. Which at first I I bought it I bought that but then after I had to think about it, I was like wait a minute I was already in the red you gonna give me more money to put me deeper in the red people still don't know who I am so how am I gonna get out of instead of eight hundred thousand now we like one point one one point two in a hole you know what I mean how were you ever in the hole those records were huge man listen these are these again this is the lack of education I have no idea you know what I'm saying that's why you became became an entertainment attorney absolutely. Yeah, I I had no desire to go back to school, man. I had been out of school 10 years. I'm like, why am I going back to school? But this knowledge is is power. Knowledge is surreal. You see what I'm saying? Eight eight more years to go to go get your attorney on? Um, nah, it's three. It's a three year program. Oh, three. Oh, why did you already have undergrad? Because you already had undergrad. Yeah, I already had undergrad. I I, I was I, I had graduated now by the time I signed my deal. Like I was twenty six years old when I signed. Oh, my deal. got it, got it, got it. So you did them first four five undergrad, right? Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. Makes more sense. But this this is see this is in the comic books. This would be how supervillains are made. Like they get jerked over ridiculous <laughs> like, so and then they that- come back with superpowers and just burn the whole building down. This is how a villain gets created. This is the Joker. Yeah. This is a Joker sure. origin story. What I was going to ask though is like, so how do you, how do you come back like mentally or, or you know, um, I guess business music perception wise after being a perceived loss or perceived unsuccessful release or how um, do you- I mean, I, I attribute all of that to my upbringing. Like, you know, like even when I was signed, I never had like bodyguards and shit like that. Never, like whenever I would go to cities, I would always go to where my people were. You know what I'm saying? Like I never, you know, took on this 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 star persona, right? So it was nothing for me after, because a lot of, a lot of artists can't handle when they start in one place, you know what I'm saying? Get this fame, fortune, whatever. They didn't have to go back to that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To me, it was it was not a it was no transition at all. As a matter of fact, I had moved down to Atlanta um and you know was attempting to keep things going after I got dropped from Universal. I put out an independent record, actually financed by Marlon Wayne. Shout out to that brother. He went to Iowa too. That's my Absolutely. guy. You know what I'm saying? Um and um, you know, was on that grind and it got to the point where I had to start working at uh furniture stores. Like I worked at this place called Aaron's, delivering furniture. I never forget. One day I was bringing somebody's couch in the house and I put the couch down and them cats were sitting, you know, playing video games and they watching BT, got the smoke in the air and all that. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and party time comes on the two. Oh so, no. Hold on, hold on. So 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 they playing and shit. After we put the couch down, they playing. They looked at the joint and they looked at me. They looked at the joint. They looked at me. They was like, yo, what the hell are you doing in here? And so I started telling them and I wound up just sitting down smoking with them too and all of that and then they was like yo you the realest thing I ever met in my life like that and that because that's just that's just what it was so going back to your question you know mentally I I, I, you know I thank God every day like I never lost it mentally it was really the the pivot I'm support I I need some answers now I need some clarity like what's this is prior to me saying okay I'm gonna go to law school so it was really, I was searching for the clarity. But in the meantime, in the between time, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a hustler. I'm a, I'm a, I have to do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but I wasn't going back to selling or none of that shit. It was, you know, let me figure this thing out, you know, put my faith out there and, and stay prayed up and continue to grind and, and, until something comes to fruition. And lo and behold, you know what I'm saying? This is what happened. Boom. You know what I mean? What does glory mean? Like, what is it? The Oh, man. What do you mean by it? It's it's 
It's just what I said. I keep seeing it's, it behind your face. So I keep, nah, nah. It's, 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 that's what I said. It's, on his shirt. It's, 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 listen, it's no matter what. You know, because I've been through some trials and tribu- tribulations in my life. But no matter what, I still holler glory. You know what I'm saying? Because I've always, in my life and in my experience, my 50 years of being on this earth, you know, God has never failed me. No matter what. You see what I'm saying? No matter how bleak it gets, how how low it gets, how high it gets, you know what I'm saying? I still got to say that word because I'm I'm just thankful. You know what I mean? I'm just thankful. We here. We talking. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't bounce back from, you know, those those initial from like childhood actors to rappers. So many people go left trying to keep those glory days going. They end up going back to selling or, you know, you see them struggling to make these terrible albums and jerking people and owing money. and Or they lose it emotionally. Like there's people, I mean, I'm not, forgive me, I'm going to speak out of of turn or whatever because I don't know him personally and I don't know his story. But D'Angelo, you brought him up earlier and, and he had such a huge, huge, huge career. And then, you know, it was clearly some issues. Mm-hmm. Which I can't speak on specifically because I don't know the details. But we all speculated, right. you know. Nah, it's, it's 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 definitely a struggle, man. It's it, and you know, a lot of it has to do with ego. You know what I'm saying? A lot of it has to do with ego. Your ego can't tolerate. It can't accept. You know what I'm saying? Right. It it can only it only it wants to believe exactly certain. exactly. And so the minute you you and it, and, it, and I'm not saying it's easy. And I, I I don't know if we've talked about this, but I think I've talked about this with Royce. We talk about the, the the you know just the the mental and the psyche you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying of specifically the entertainer I I one of my next goals is to go back once my kids get get of age and out of the house and all that which is gonna be some time they're six and four I started late in the game <laughs> I want to go get my PhD in psychology you know what I'm saying because I think the game needs that type of persons or people. You know what I'm saying? That are willing to, they need somebody to talk to because this game could be vicious and rough on you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? From a mental perspective. Like I, I said, talk- people don't bounce back from this shit. You know what I mean? talk about the difference between EQ, IQ and EQ. Mm. Is really understanding like, you could be the smartest person in the room when it comes to like, you know, the SATs, which I aced, <laughs> claim to fame. But that doesn't <laughs> help me. But that doesn't, help me figuring out i mean you could call it street shit you could talk it people shit like really just dealing with interactions with relationships with disappointment right. with all those things like i used to be the person that if my ice cream fell like my day was ruined mm. huh. and it's interesting and it, you can't unspill the milk but you can choose how to react you can choose and that's literally like 90 percent of life is how you react that's to what it. happens you can create yeah. things that happen but i get pissed if i didn't have ice cream money my day was ruined if I didn't have ice cream money. That's what my day was ruined. Everybody else Not the was ice cream, just the ice cream. No, and it wasn't the ice cream, really. I was my day was ruined. If friends cancel on me, it was really about people, about social stuff. If I found out somebody oh, talked man. about me, I was I was ruined. And that was like my younger self. And it took years to really figure out that, like, not just water off. I don't want to have a, a wall up. I didn't want to be a you know like be blocked off. And not care because people are like, you know, giving zero fucks. People are like so proud of that. I'm like, no, I want to give fucks, but if you give too much, then what? Power to everyone else. See, see, that's ego. That's that. That's that. That's exactly what that is. Because mm-hmm. you're really not giving power to anybody else. You know what I'm saying? That's really just how you feel. But your ego is saying, no. Nah, if they see me like this, then they don't. They're gonna try to fuck me over. They're gonna try that. They're gonna do this to me or that to me or perceive me in a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So right. yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But it was it was two. It was like either don't let them see me that way, or I just completely fall apart and everybody can see, and they really do look at you like that. They're like, dude, this girl can't handle like one criticism. Mm. <laughs> like I really had to get a thicker skin slash, I guess, get real about what people say about you versus what you know to be true. That's a fact. And that's I mean that's maturity. That's growth. Like. I always say, I was like, when people think that I'm younger, I'm like, thanks, but I want to earn my stripes. Mm-hmm. Just like when you when you say your age, we always on this show, we try not to discuss age because people are ageist. Right. But I think of age as like, like notches on your belt. Like, yeah, I'm success. proud of that shit. 
I'm proud. No, when I, I said I was 22 to sound younger and I was 25 and people were like, you don't know nothing. And I was like, no, I'm divorced. I've been through college, been through this and been through that. I was like, I, I earned this opinion. <laughs> like, I don't want to be seen as a little girl. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I, maybe, it's, maybe I'm alone in the world. It's What's just, up, man? It's just I, I don't know. Look at him. He's going through it. No, nah, I just, I, well, okay. Okay. The reason, one of the reasons why I don't respect ageism so much and why I guard so much against it on this show is, is specifically because I've seen, I've seen it go wrong in both directions. I've seen people get dismissed because they're younger, regardless of their experience. They just get dismissed. They're all their experience get dismissed. Oh, baby. Yeah. Or I see people um, get dismissed because they're too old. Written off, yeah, yeah. Or now they're written off because they're too old or... And then in the other direction, I've seen people who are young try to wear that like a badge of honor. The first thing they'll tell you is, I'm only 19, but I've done set, you know, I'm only 22 and I'm out here doing blah, blah, blah. You look at them like, no, I'm not impressed. That means nothing to me. And or on the other way, you get somebody who will tell you, yo, I'm 50 and I've, I've done. Excellent. Yeah, but you didn't do nothing but stay alive. Like all you did was live. You just been out here being 50. That's it. You were, you were 50 at 30. Like you were you were 50 when you were 20. You you all you did was stay alive. You can't help anybody do anything. You didn't learn nothing. So all you learned how to do was get to 50. If you're 50 and you still say that's just how I am. That's right. Then all you did was all you did was get to 50 and didn't stay still. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's, oh, that's real. That's, that's so corny to me. I that's say, why I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm just when it comes to a lot of stuff including how people speak what people think I won't say that I have a wall up because I don't think that's true I think I when I care about somebody I really I really give a damn about them like if, whether it was something that they did an accomplishment or just whatever my personal attachment I don't know Tracy that well you dig what I mean me and him have been chopping it up on Clubhouse and I think he's a, a, a cool ass dude Likewise. Just from yeah just from all the conversations we have me to sit here and talk to you like I like we were in the trenches together in Howard no however I feel strong emotional attachment to what he was able to accomplish culturally because I have such a love of the culture and because he did such such a positive thing for something that I love. I, I got a lot of love for him. It's like, if I don't know you, but you gave my mother a thousand dollars, well, that automatically endears you to me because right. of how much I this love This is why mother. fans will literally argue their favorites with each right. other that they have never met. Right. right, because that they have an attachment. Their life and, they have yeah. an attachment to whatever it is. However, I do find myself, by and large, indifferent to a lot of things. A lot of things. It, it's. I don't know. I don't know if I don't explain. care is the explain. right word. Opinions, judgments, opinions, people, yeah. judgments. I di- like. News bits that don't matter. Point to you. of views, matter, like yeah. yeah, I find myself like I, I don't. I, it, sometimes I think something's wrong with me. You're a psychopath. I'm not no, sure. I, I, think, I think I'm like Mac, man. I am indifferent to a lot because to me, a lot of things just don't matter. Like in the grand scheme of things, it, at the at the end of the day, it barely any matter. of it matters. Like <laughs> I get affected. I get affected when somebody's talking about me only because I start thinking about how can this affect my career, right. not my reputation. I just know the kind of business I'm in. So I have to make adjustments because of where I work and what I do. I have to make adjustments. My reputation becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. I have to kind of keep a hold of my reputation. But if it wasn't for the business I was in, if I was independently wealthy, if I was already rich and didn't have to care, like didn't have to have that concern, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't, <laughs> somebody- I wouldn't care. I'd, I'd walk right up to somebody talking bad about me and be like, yo, that's brand new. I've never heard that. And then I keep it pushing. I wouldn't even you know smack people. Me? You know what? Um, good, good friend Shaggy told me um, being wealthy is having fuck you money. And he met anybody does anything or makes any offer that you don't want to do. You can fuck it or fuck you. Like that's that's wealth. He's like rich is having a lot of money. Right. But right. Wealth is when you can literally say. I don't need anything from anyone. I can say no to anything. Saying no to the Super Bowl, saying no to a song with someone the hottest new, whatever. Like saying no and really, and you could be wealthy without having a certain dollar amount. If a thousand dollars is wealthy to you, and you could say, 
I got rent paid. But you know what, you. That <laughs> you know what that is? That's understanding your value and your worth. And like mm-hmm. you said, it has nothing to do with money. And I and I preach that to my clients all the time. It's like whenever you're negotiating, in my mind, I'm always saying, always be prepared to get up. Don't mm-hmm. act like you have to take a deal. The the, the deal that comes across your, your, your desk or on your plate or at your table, don't feel like you have to take that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Always be prepared to get up. And so it speaks Thank to exactly you. what you're talking about. Is it the person in the room that that um, needs it less or that can say no is the one with power? Yeah, right. Kind of that kind of thing. Right. Oh, yeah. Because if you're desperate, well, a I made a bet the other day, and I'm going to share this on our podcast. Um, I've been doing extra work. I've been, you know, like I took it down some notches because took what's available. Boom. I'm, pride was in the way. Now it's not. We took mm-hmm. unemployment during this time. Like all kinds of things, right? Yes. So. Um, I had some pasta and my friend dared me to eat the the bowl of pepper flakes just because mm. I pretended to, I was going to throw the whole thing on there. He's like, I dare you to eat it. And I was like, I'll do it. He goes, 100. And I go, nah. He goes, 200. I go, yes. He goes, never met a desperate person because I, I <laughs> it was painful. But it was 30 seconds of pain yeah. for what I get paid for a whole day. Sitting around on a set, I was like, dude, I will eat pepper flakes for 30 <laughs> seconds every day. <laughs> you don't bet me $200 to hurt myself. I'm just going to make that decision in that second that you are not actually my friend, and then I'm going to punch you and take the money. Well, I was digital. I would have had to get the password, make him Venmo me the money. Yeah, we, 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 now, we now have a completely and totally different understanding. If, it, right. if my man is desperate enough to do something like that, I'm just going to give him the money. Dude, here, take it, take it, take it. Don't, don't do that. I mean, it was funny, and, and I like hot stuff, so it was like, to an extent. No, uh, cool. I'm glad it worked out for you, like but you, you start putting me up to do something god-awful to What's myself the- for money. I'm going to just make the decision. We're not friends in that moment. How long did it I'm going to put you on that side of the it line. It took me like 30 seconds to chew it because it's pepper flakes. They don't like crumble and you're, they're like waxy and weird. Um, and then one eye was starting to water, but that's it. it just, well, yeah, like yeah. For a couple of minutes, my mouth, was, it felt like I had had like super hot wings. But it was just more awkward. It was like sawdusty. Like, I have a video. $200, I probably would have did that. Forty dollars, Trey. No, I said two hundred. She said two hundred. Yeah, oh, I thought. No, I thought you just said forty dollars. I probably. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, I want to play a game though. What's the worst? What's the craziest dare you've ever done? Ooh. Dare or bet? <laughs> <laughs> Can you say it on there? No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm trying to think because I, I gotta go back though. I gotta go back. You haven't played that game in a while. It's been a while, man. It's been like you talking about college years. Like I've done a lot of wild shit in my college years. So tell me a story. Let's come back to that. Give me another. Okay. Give me something else. I got to think about. That. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, do I, you bet? Do you, are you a gambling man or not? Nah, I'm not. Do you, do you, do you buy lottery tickets? Even when it was uh, at a billion? Uh, uh, no. He's an attorney. Why does he care? No. no, I'm just curious. There's a misconception about that. About like, first of all, getting into the to, to the legal field is shit. Dare I say, just as bad as getting into the MC field or getting to the music game. Like, it's everybody's a lawyer, so you got to kind of find your niche. You know what I mean? Like, I've been fortunate enough because you know I'm, I'm still an artist that I've run into. A lot of artists do need attorneys. Exactly. So, but shit, if you just because I, I get a lot of people that's you know fresh out of law school a couple of years they want to get into this game and and you know they find the struggles because they don't have those kind of connections you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so um everyone says but, like it's a small world and i go no no no, it's it's a big world but every industry is small oh yeah because i don't know, know this bankers. entertainment industry is small i don't know investment bankers like that but i know artists i know athletes i know yep. djs i know you know like yep yep the circle is small and, and it starts a domino effect because once, you know, the word gets out on you about whatever it is, good, bad, or indifferent, then everybody knows the shit. You know what I'm saying? Do people still gossip about you? Do you, do you hear true or false things about yourself? Um, I, uh, the, TMZ the, kind of, do people nah, talk not about like, I, Yeah. No, nah, I kept my slate clean. But the one thing, again, going back to the skill like because again I, I'm a student of the game I am the culture so I take pride in my pen and when somebody says something because it's out of ignorance because you haven't heard anything again when you pigeonhole me to one song and you try to say oh yeah he's whack or you know what I'm saying like have you 
I really want to be like, I really want to sit motherfuckers down and strap them in a chair and have some big ass speakers and just play the whole catalog. You know what I'm saying? Because I guarantee you when you get up, you'll have a totally different perspective. Those are the things that I find like when I, you know, uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, when you when you're on the net and you're looking at shit, or like when you um, it's, what's the word they use? Ego search? No, no, no. It's uh, it's called uh, trolling. Trolling. Oh, that, trolling. Is that what they call trolling? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When oh, you, you look, but I don't people? keyboard keyboard warriors. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. But I don't respond. I just look at. I read everything. So I'm just mm-hmm. reading, you know, certain comments under certain videos that are out there on YouTube, and I see people going back and forth. Like for instance, I don't know if y'all heard about, you know, Nori. Right. So Nori, you know, on two episodes of Drink Champs said that, you know, big bodied me. You know what I'm saying? He said it to C's and he said it to Jada Kiss on one episode, like out of the blue. You know what I mean? Then he comes back on another episode with Meth and 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 I forget, I think uh, Ray Kwan was on there and he said, yeah, because, you know, we're talking about collaborations and here I come again out of his mouth. Yeah, because, you know, big body Tracy. I know he hates me for this, but big body Tracy. And so, um, you know, I heard it twice and I never responded. I never responded. But I know that comes from a different place. It ain't ain't really coming from a place of you actually heard the record and you thought I got body. What I think happened is, and I think this happened with a lot of cats in New York, because, again, I came out of nowhere. And got on the track with Biggie. Exactly. Because he didn't get to be, because exactly. he didn't get, because you did not, exactly. you, that, that is apps that, Nori's my man. I'm a, I'm a, when, oh, yeah, when, we, when we wrap this, when we wrap this, I'm going to cut this clip and I'm going to send it to him. I actually just saw him a couple nights ago. I love Nori. Yeah, nah, I, I got to highlight him. He can't run around saying that. You did not get, you went toe to toe and held it, bro. Like, we, come on, stop it, stop it. It's, it's, again, stop it goes it. back to the misconception. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That, so that's the part. That I still well, think. also an idea is like a seed. Once it's uh, planted, it sort yes, of grows exactly. and takes hold. And then alcohol is a hell of a drug. They're sitting there, sitting there drinking. And, <laughs> yeah, that, and I an thought idea, about that too. An you idea that he said once. That you got but also, once he said it once, that's a like a lyric in his head that he's right. going to repeat. Because he said he it. Said, I'm saying he said it, and then he's already now it grew, and he's thinking it. But but, but oh. shout out to Jadakiss because on that very same episode, he was like, "Nah, no, you got it twisted." And he's a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you know because. <laughs> Cause there was this, there was this. Uh, uh, he put this out in the air that he made me re- big, made me retire. You know what I'm saying? And oh, you never God. heard from me again. Wait, you know what I'm saying? And then Jada had to be like, Nah, man, he's a lawyer and he still does records. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Come on. Um, yeah, I'm the, this up. I'm sending it to him. Yeah, but I love Nori. I love Nori. Yeah, How I love him too. The- he's the homie. He's just, that's my Bonchon chicken partner. But at the same time, nah. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta yeah. put that liquor down. You're doing and, too much. Right. And, and and actually, I did address it because I did this record called Smoke. But all I said was, you know, he don't know no better. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just, he don't know no better. You know See, what I'm the saying? only thing me and Tracy ever argue about when we get on Clubhouse and we start talking hip hop, the only thing we ever argue about is how we decide to treat younger artists. Yep. Tracy is soft as far yeah, as I'm I, concerned. I am. You're welcoming. Yeah. I, no, he's he's soft. I, I consider him soft. He, no, no, he's right. He's two seconds from giving out participation trophies, and he's I right. don't do that. Like I, you, that, know, that what, you know what Meg is. And why is that? No, you're the guest, though. I want to hear why you do that. No, nah, well, okay, I, I, I'm gonna answer that. Yeah, but you know what Meg is for me. Meg is my my alter ego. Meg is the guy that I wish I was sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, because a lot of times I'll be wanting to be like. This nigga's corny, or he is whack, or you know what I'm saying. But I think it's it's um, I think the way I've always conducted myself was, and my my wife would tell you this all the time. Like I don't like to argue, you know what I'm saying. I I, I just don't. I, I'd rather not. I don't like the the back and forth. You know what Wait, I'm saying. What sign I, are you? I'm a Libra. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you understand then, right? I'm an Aries. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I get it. I get it. So it, it it that's the reason why I'm always looking for the solution. Like if we're critiquing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell you the bad part. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna I'm tell you. I'm no. I'm I'm gonna tell you what you can do better. But I'm gonna highlight the good parts too. You see what I'm saying? 
Like I'm a hot. See, that's what I'm saying. See, Mech does what I wish I could do. Like I'd be like, you know what? Aside from all the shit that I, I gotta like, say, drop the mic. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that's why me and him get along. He's he's like the the the, the you know the, the the other side. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, cause it's trash. I'm never lying. It's trash, and nobody just wants to say you it's learn, trash. Bro. Like no, you, you can't rap. How about that? How can we? You you can't rap, and and nothing like in here. Home entitles you to a space in rap. Like, I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I don't care what neighborhood you came from. I don't care how many years you did in prison. I don't care what kind of car you own. I don't care what kind of belt you buy. I don't care what kind of gun you shoot. I don't care what kind of chick you bone. I don't care what kind of drugs you do. I don't care what kind of drugs you sell. I don't care how sick your mother is, how much drinks your father takes, how bad your sister is, how, how funky your aunt is, how fat your uncle is. I don't care how bad the school you went to was, how disrespectful the teachers could get, how neglectful the principal was, how bad the baby food was in the house. I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear none of that. You suck. You totally you are, you I love suck. it. I love it. You need it. to be a guidance counselor because you have all this first firsthand experience with all these different issues in life, and you need to pull that collective experience and go help somebody else so they can be in a different career other than the one you've chosen because you suck. You're 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 fucking terrible. You're horrible. And you're taking up space in this business and it, it annoys the hell out of you. You suck. This is amazing. Oh, man. Is See, there well, yeah, now, I thought it was done. I thought is he done? Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's, um, I wish okay. I'd all that shit down, man. That no, you can listen. We can clip this and it'd be like, yeah, I, I, don't care, the I don't care button. Not the easy button, but the I don't care button. Yeah, I, don't I, care this, I don't care that. I don't care. Okay, I got a question, though. You just said you don't like to argue and stuff, and we always talk relationships on here. We have like two seconds left on the yeah. show. But how long have you been married? Because it'd be 11 years in April. Oh, okay, congrats. Yeah. It's a nice long well, who is who is this mystery woman who managed to snag the great Tracy Lee? Oh and man, Lori, Lori Lee, man, Lori Lee. But see, that's the advantage of getting married late. I got married when I was forty. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So we we were done with everything else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why we got a six and a four year old. You know, because now I I have the I'm in a space where I'm able to handle it from a from a maturity perspective. You know what I'm saying? So right. We, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I encourage people to get married later. Huh? I was about to say, I hear a lot of people beefing about why you wait till now to get married, why you wait till now to have kids. But it seems like the, the more stable parents and the more stable households I see are all people who waited till like after 35 or something to get busy. Because you, know you don't know who you are. Yeah, mm. You don't know who you are until later in life. Is it different than how it used to be? Like people used to get got get married younger right. and take. They got married out of necessity. They didn't get right. married out because they loved each other. Right. Because a lot of those marriages back then, they wind up sleeping in separate rooms by the time they, they and they just stayed married just cause. You know what right. I'm saying? They 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 that was the ultimate. I look at those relationship as learning on the job because you don't have a choice. Right. right. You know, like if you awesome. if you were born on an oil rig, no one had to teach you how to run it. But you're going to learn how to do it. It's either that or die. So it's like they didn't really have alternatives. Divorce really wasn't a thing. She and that's why you, you hear about men with families on the other side of town and not divorcing their wives. But right. You know, if you fast forward that same situation, 10, 20 years and make him that age now. He just gets a divorce. Yep. Right. He might have one kid, but he just he just gets a divorce, and then he goes start, and then he co-parents because all that stuff has been made socially acceptable. Yeah. But back then it just wasn't, so they just did what they needed to do. It was just different. Is your is your music different because you're married and have kids now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I don't I don't curse in my rhymes. You know what I'm saying? But but I but I also do that. Um, not only for the fact that I have kids and I want everybody to listen to it, but I also do that from a from a writer's perspective, like, you know, just to show that, you know, real MCs don't have to use certain language. You know what I'm saying? If they don't want to. If you want to, right. like on, on Glory, I used three curse words and they were all to make specific points. Like I used the word, you know, in, 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 in the well, old... Well, don't tell us. You're not even supposed to curse up here. <laughs> Oh, you're not? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. The interview's over now, but like, oh, okay. we went to tell later than now, but okay. keep going. Well, you use three but, curse but, words. But nevertheless, I used three curse words because I wanted to drive home a point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but in 
previous two albums, not a curse word in sight because this is the mastery of, of, of the craft. It's, it's the words, it's the vocabulary. It's, you My know, dad always says the cursing is for lazy people. In, in a lot of in a lot of times, you can't yes. Think of another word, yeah. No, no, not, because you're yeah, exactly you're looking right. for. A, a F you. What do you really mean by that? Why are you mad at the person? Describe what they did. This is like council speak, but that was my. That's what he raised me to think, and so now when I use it, it's for emphasis, not for lack of. Yeah. yeah. Creativity my, or, or my father's quote was uh, cursing. Cursing is the first. Cursing is the first language of the weak minded. You curse first because you can't think of anything better to say. Fighting is the first response of the weak-minded. You fight first because you can't think of anything else to do. Violence, excuse me, not fighting. Violence is the first response of the weak-minded. You fight first because you can't think of anything better to do. So that, that all this makes total sense. Well, we, for anybody who's seeking lyrical elevation or just plain old-fashioned uh, law help, Please tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, for all the music, merch, um, we have a book as well that's attached to the album, Glory. Uh, uh, it's called Glory, the Manuscript. Uh, you can go to tracyleemusic.com. That's T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-E-E music.com. Um, otherwise, you know, I'm on IG, Tracy Lee ESQ. I'm on uh, uh, Twitter at Trey Lee, T-R-A-Y-L-E-E. Um, but the main place is TracyLeeMusic.com. Nice. Okay, cool. We'll have your Instagram page up here for anybody who wants to go looking for you. And um, hopefully they go looking you, for you for the lyrics and not for the law. I don't want anybody in trouble in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> then again, if you're in trouble, go see Tracy <laughs> Lee. Be worse yeah, in yeah, your yeah, life yeah. than having that's, a super that's cool That's why MC we made the book, too, because the lyrics are all in the book, too. So, yeah. That, that's okay, what great. Like, yeah. I, I, I almost, yeah. almost want to get in trouble just so I can say Tracy Lee was my lawyer. That's kind of cool. That's kind of dope, right? That yeah. is, that is. Uh, you know what? Never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> in the meantime, in between time, I'm your man, Mr. Mech. And I'm Crystal Levin. This has been the Eminem and M Show, a.k.a. the... Okay. Show, may you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. Do us all a favor, go get laid. Peace. Peace. Yo, what up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man, man, Carl Payne. And you're listening to the M and M and M show. Okay. We're not just a radio station. We're a movement. The all-new FUBU Radio. Playing the hip-hop and R&B hits of today and yesterday. <laughs>